The Tefl Commute, Season 9, Episode 4, Aya Tefl Debrief, in which Sean and Lindsay catch up after a long week. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, Sean. How well, are long, you? Long time no see. <laughs> I know, seriously. <laughs> Makes a change, That's doesn't it? Oh, no, listen, listen, I forgot. That... Can I have your autograph? Can, oh, I, can, I, can I have your autograph? Please, oh, please. dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Listeners, welcome. This is another episode of the Temple Commute, a podcast for language teachers. It's not about language teaching, but the topic will come up. It will, uh, will come up. Oh, You've changed it. It might. Yeah, but I don't think it will that much today. That's because Sean and I are very exhausted. We've just come back from a very long, intense week at Ayatafel which was held in Liverpool this year. I thought you were going to stop that, which was hell. <laughs> no, it was hell. It was hell. It, was t- it took place in Liverpool, which is great. I'll Liverpool. tell you what was hell, which you, can't, which you can't tell. I mean, one of the things I was doing in Liverpool, of course, was running the, running the interviews of people. And the rain was so bad at some points, we had to stop the interview. You just, I mean, all you could hear on the microphone is the rain bouncing yeah. off the conference center. <laughs> it was the IATFL, which is the International Association for Teachers of English as a Foreign Language uh, conference, which is like one of the big, biggie conferences in the world, uh, was in Liverpool, and the weather was, most of the time, pretty awful, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it was... It was, it was I mean, I also say it was the perfect conference weather, because you, you you're you inside anyway, you know, yeah. and so, yeah. you, you know, you... you you don't really want a beautiful 30 degree day where you want to go sit in a cafe or whatever. Good thing. No, no, conference. You don't. I know not everybody shares that opinion, but for me, yeah. But it, for the rain on the, on the conference center roof was, was quite incredible. Did you have a good one? Well, my conferences have evolved because obviously uh, I've been going to conference, I've been going to ITFL for uh, well over a decade now. I obviously I used to go as a, uh, as a participant stroke speaker or whatever. And now, of course, being a trustee of IATFL, it's kind of much more involved in... For me, IATFL is just meeting after meeting and lots of yeah. recordings. And, and obviously, uh, ca- they're in catch-up with friends, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the week. But it's I. It's funny how the conference has evolved for me as an attendee. Um, yeah. Well, I had, a, I had an interesting week because, of course, I gave up a big talk at the end, one of the plenaries. Uh, you also did. You introduced me, and you had a another uh, plenary bit at the very last plenary. Yeah, that's true. So I think both of us were sort of had that hanging over us for the whole week. So I did attend sessions, but my mind was constantly elsewhere. I mean, and I, I've uh, I known you. I've known you, as I said in the intro on stage, for a number of years now. Lizzie. I've never seen you quite so quiet. I know. And <laughs> what what people might not know, if you saw that talk, what you don't know is that afterwards. I had two enormous nosebleeds, um, and I think it must have been just like the pent-up stress from everything. I mean, I, w- I was very happy how how it all went. By the way, we won't talk anymore about that. But no, you I, I just have a question. We won't Do you remember it? So, because the reason I asked is somebody was asking me about the final, the the moderated panel, obviously, when which I was on stage, and I wasn't. Uh, I had to be. I didn't have to be as present as you were all the time. Yeah. But I can't actually remember it. It just kind of went past me in a I, blur. Yeah, it did seem to go past me in a blur. I don't I, I remember sort of the experience in general, but not not sort of details. 
Incidentally, everybody, if you are interested in in iTuffle at all and have not seen any of this, a lot of it is available online. So you can you can go and see some uh, of the sessions. You can see my session, the final plenary that Sean hosted as well, um, as well as all the other plenaries and several other workshops. And that's at where where is that at? It's at the uh, it's, it's uh, teaching online through the British Council site. Uh, but you can go through iTuffle to find it. And yeah. obviously, there's also on the iTuffle YouTube channel. So it's I might as well I might as well put those. There's, there's about forty interviews with people like yourself uh, from the yep. conference so you get a get a feel of, of what it was like however conference aside Lindsay, obviously the highlight of the conference actually happened before the conference actually began it's, yes uh, exactly and that's why we're doing this short podcast uh, episode as a sort of debrief partly you know debrief on our on our ayatuffle but also a debrief on our first ever Tuffle Commute event, which we had organized and we're talking to you about in previous episodes, uh, which was the unofficial Ayatuffle Tuffle Commute board games night. So it's an uh, unofficial Ayatuffle, but official Tuffle Commute, really. Yeah, it's an official Tuffle Commute, unofficial Ayatuffle thing. And I'm going to get the name of the cafe wrong because we've joked about it too much with them. It's sh yeah. sh what is it? Sugar and Dice. Sugar and Dice. The name, uh, uh, although Sean kept calling it Slice and Dice. <laughs> um, sugar and Dice was the name of the cafe. It was just near the conference center in Liverpool. Uh, it was a, a, a wonderful board games cafe. Well, they fabulous. Well, I, I mean, they were yeah, very, they very were fabulous. Definitely it. give a big shout out to Sugar and Dice. And there were around 27, 26 of us who all showed up. Um, from many different countries, English teachers all, uh, listeners of this podcast and friends of, and we played board games the whole evening. And we actually, it was one of the first times that Sean, uh, myself, and producer James were all together in the same room. So we couldn't pass up the opportunity. We whipped out the recorders and started recording things. Um, and I think for the rest of this episode, we're going to share bits and pieces of our of our uh, of our night and um, and the games we played and why we like them, what we think of them. Yeah, yeah. Except the, the, uh, so there's one table in the corner that insisted on playing children's games all evening. Kudos, but you're not included yes. in this episode. And another <laughs> another table who insisted on playing Settlers of Catan. Oh, that's right. Also Katana, kudos, right? Yeah. but uh, wasn't sort of English I, teacher I, games. I, I, I think played. that's Sandy Millen's influence, to be honest. <laughs> but there were lots of other games that would be of interest to teachers uh in terms of things you could maybe do with your class or on a night out with teachers for a lot of fun shall we pass on to some of our recordings then yeah okay let's go so hello everyone and welcome to a very special edition of the Tefl Commute podcast uh we're here tonight at the IATEFL conference uh this is the first time the TEFL, uh, the TEFL commute team have ever all been together in the same place. So let's introduce a couple of very familiar voices. So uh, hello, Sean. Hi. And uh, hello, Lindsay. Hi there. James, <laughs> producer James. Yes, we're all Good here to be together. With you. Hang on, yeah. didn't we have a rule that James couldn't be back on microphone? Did we make that at the end of last season? No, but this no. is a special occasion. This is a special come occasion. On, we're all come here on, sitting around the same yeah. microphone. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Uh, okay. Open your we'll eyes. We'll be laughed at. I oh, know. <laughs> Quite understandably. So, uh, Lindsay, can you tell us where we are? Okay, we are um, we are recording this from the Sugar and Dice Cafe, which is a board game cafe in Liverpool, which is just around uh, 350 meters away from the conference center where the IATEFL conference is taking place this year. So, uh, we decided 
to put on a board games night because we're all quite board game enthusiasts, and it's the first unofficial Ayatuffel board game night. <laughs> yeah, it's I Tuffle, yeah. It's the first Tuffel commute social evening. Yes, it is, yes. Uh, possibly That's the true. last the way we started. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sean, are you looking forward to this evening? No, not at all. You didn't expect that as the answer, did you? Sean, I've known you long enough to know exactly that's what yes, you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am very much looking forward. I'm, I'm like the fat world in the same place for once. It yeah. is good, yeah. yeah. And uh, what, so any particular game you're looking forward to playing? I'm going to... What you hear is the door as people come into the cafe. Welcome. So this is podcasting live and happening. Yeah, see, people are arriving for the board game. It's happening right here. I am looking forward to two things. I'm looking forward to playing code names because I like playing code names. I'm also looking forward to playing Spyfall because I've never played it and Lindsay goes on about it enough. That's true, he does. Yeah. Lindsay, any games for you? For me, I'm looking forward to playing Dixit because I've heard a lot about this game, Dixit. I also want to play a game called Crime Raiders, which is a kind of storytelling game like Cluedo, but storytelling kind of thing. So nice. looking forward to those Okay, two. so we're going to have a great evening and you'll be hearing from various people uh, who are here tonight. Uh, so let's get gaming, yeah. Let's play some games. All right. <laughs> so I'm at one of the tables here and I'm joined by Ceci. Hi, Ceci, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm having fun now. So which game are you playing? We're playing Codenames. And so far, what do you think? So far, it's an, I think it's an awesome game. It's fun. It makes us think. It makes us try to think what the other person is going to think because it's all about references. Uh, and it makes us dig into all the, the words that we can possibly think that connect words. And so it gets into our lexical repertoire as well. Uh, Tyson, how's it going so far for you? Uh, really good. I'm trying. It's very complicated to actually try to put together one word that means several words. Actually, yeah. But, but personally, how's it going? Have you won yet, or, or anything? Or I, have I won yet? No, I did not win last time. But the first go this round, aces. Yes, yes. So there's something. Uh, Vicky, are there any other games you know about that you're planning on playing this evening, or are you just along for the ride? Yeah, I was hoping to play Dixit. I love Dixit. So you've played that before? Yes, we played that before. We played at home. My, my, my daughter loves it, so we played together. Well, uh, good luck, everyone. Fingers crossed. Okay, so I've come to another table now. Can you introduce yourself for us? Yes, my name's Craig, and I'm honoured and humbled to be even considered to be on Tefl Commute, one of my favourite podcasts. And I, I, please don't edit, edit this out. <laughs> wow. If only we had more listeners like this. <laughs> um, so can you tell us uh, which game you're playing? We're, we're playing the Settlers of Catan, and I've been playing for half an hour, and I still have got no idea what's going on. So I'm relying on my strong teammate, who seems to have grasped it in five minutes. Okay. Well, speaking about that, um, um, Sandy, I uh, when I came over about half an hour ago, uh, you would start explaining the rules to everyone, and then every five minutes I kept looking over, and you were still explaining the rules. So I see you're actually playing the game now. So, <laughs> uh, do you think people have grasped it or not? I think they're getting better, and I don't think I don't think you're going to blame me for mis-explaining the rules for them not understanding it. It's one of those games where you see all the rules at the beginning, and then it makes sense as you start to play. We've only actually had two turns each so far. Okay. So just the two turns. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Mike, how's it going for you so far? It's taking forever. <laughs> 
No, it's um, it's one of those games which is it seems quite complex, as uh, Sandy was saying, but I think it's kind of basic concepts. But there's many of them. <laughs> many. Of them, yeah. So, Olga, uh, have you played this game before? I actually have, but I'm not. I don't like it that much. And this and the. <laughs> And this one is not going anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so you're not terribly impressed. Okay, well, I'll, maybe I'll check back later on and see if you've decided to play something else. <laughs> okay, thanks, everybody. Um, Disney character... Okay, Lindsay, let's uh, catch up. So we're about halfway through the evening. Uh, how's it going so far? Any glorious victories? Uh, no, no glorious victories. We were just playing Articulate, which was good, but seems to be an old game because it had lots of old uh, words that we didn't really know. But it was still a lot of fun, and Spyfall has been a big hit so far tonight. Spyfall, which I think I spoke about on the podcast, lots of fun. No big victories for, for Lindsay, though, not yet. Okay, well, there's still time, isn't there? And uh, what are you, you going to play next? I think people are going to set up... Some people are setting up Cards Against Humanity which is a bit dangerous, but we'll see how that goes. That is dangerous. Uh, as anyone who's played it will know. So good luck with that. All right. And uh, maybe going to set up a game of crime stories, I think. Crime stories game, which would be fun. Okay, so I've come back to the people playing uh, Settlers of Catan. Uh, so the... They're in the middle of some quite uh, frantic negotiation here, trying to figure out what's going on. Sounds very complicated. It seems to be a state of confusion. Um, I'm going to speak now to someone to see if I can, if, if they actually know what's uh, what's happening. So, Dennis, can you give me a report on uh, how the game's going? What's what's going on here? There's a lot of strategizing, a lot of uh, a lack of collaboration and cooperation. When you want to exchange, nobody wants to exchange because it's a very neoliberal game. So it's all about capturing resources and not giving them out to anybody else. So it's, it's perfect for the current moment we're living. And do you feel that your inner capitalist is, is doing well or, or is there some kind of uh, liberal streak in you which is, uh, which is failing? I, I just want to share the board between all of us so that we can all get equal resources and rape the planet together. She is here. She's in the middle of a very crucial move. I'm just going to find out how she feels about how this is going. I'm quite depressed, actually. <laughs> I'm being pillaged by Mike Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault, really, because I suggested this game because I've read a lot of really good reviews about it, and it's even on my Amazon wish list. Uh, but now I'm playing it and getting pillaged. I'm not so happy about it. <laughs> and uh, what does your uh, partner here think? Uh, my partner's just kind of... My partner here! <laughs> he should be asleep right now, my eight-month-old partner. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> Is he offering much strategically? like in the form of cuddles <laughs> well um, maybe I'll come back or maybe I'll give up on you we'll see how it goes <laughs> so 
So I've been joined now by another familiar voice to listeners of uh, Tevil Commute. Uh, Kerry, hello Kerry. Hello, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Are you having a good time at this, the first ever Tevil Commute event? Obviously, yeah. Great time, yeah, yeah. Uh, what have you played so far? Okay, so we've played Dixit, and um, we're now trying to play Articulate, but I was particularly inarticulate in the last round. Now, Dixit is a uh, ELT teacher's favourite game, right? I haven't played, I'm about to play a, a game, so uh, does it live up to the hype? Yeah, I know Dixit already, it's one of my faves, and I love the pictures more than anything. I think we talked about it on one of the episodes. I remember you mentioning it on uh, one of the episodes, yeah. Yeah, on the games episode, yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we only had a couple of rounds of that, and I think then people kind of got more interested in conversations and food, and it kind of dwindled. So I don't know if that's actually selling the game much if food was more interesting, but... Well, yeah, that may be a reflection of all the people who are playing, right? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah not okay. on the game. No, not on the game. Well, I'm about to play, so I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> there is that. That's very true. Uh, yeah, so you're playing Articulate now, yeah? Yes. And uh, how's that going? How's that going for you so far? Well, we did really well on the objects round, and atrociously on the people round. We got Miss Tiggywinkle, and my partner had absolutely no idea who Miss Tiggywinkle was. So, detailed explanations were of no use whatsoever. No, well, I know who Miss Tiggywinkle was, so... Yeah, Dan knew who Miss Tiggywinkle was as well, but not my partner. So, I might have to... Maybe it's a game for me, Yeah, 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 you can yeah. come and play the game with yeah, us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. maybe, maybe in a bit. All right. Thanks, Kerry. Okay, bye. Just catching up with the uh, settlers of Catan table. Uh, I've, no I've been noticing all night various tables. Uh, people have been playing different games, having a lot of fun. Every time I've looked over your table, you've been playing the same game all night. But you won, right, guys? That's that's what happened here. Yeah, yeah. So um, Craig and myself, we um, we were the winning team. We didn't think we would win because. Uh, I only have played it half, and you've never played it. <laughs> and I've never played it, but um, I lent heavily on my partner's expertise and judgment and strategy. We were up against very tough competition, but yeah. I think the hours we put into training... Um, zero. <laughs> really paid off in the end, yeah. so very happy with the result, Jim. Feels a lot like Sky Sports News uh, right now. Um, any regrets about only playing one game the entire night? Um, no, it's a richer experience. You delve deeply into the game. Um, we had Sandy Millen on our table explaining us how to play the game, and uh, she said the first time you play takes a long time because you're getting used to all the rules. The second time gets quicker and quicker, so who knows? Maybe we'll be back here in the future another ITF will, will or tom tomorrow night maybe tomorrow night who knows yeah well I think we're going to go and celebrate now with a brownie and, and enjoy the the sweet taste of victory with a brownie what do you think yeah well congratulations thank you very much one more round one more round with Stephanie as the employer we set up the cafe so that there were people, obviously people played uh, other games, but we've chosen some games that could be used in uh, language teaching, perhaps, for people to get started with. Uh, and so one of those games was the game Articulate. So, Lindsay, you want to tell me more? Yeah. 
Yeah, so articulate is like one of these word guessing games. So like you you define a word. For example, it's a vegetable. It's uh, a, it's yellow. It's long. Uh, rabbits eat it, and the person has to say carrot. Of course, it's more difficult than that because the definitions are more difficult. And you move around the board, and each place you land on a board, it's a bit like a a trivial pursuit thing. So if you land on the blue squares, those are geography things. If you land on a green square, it's an object, a, a person, or so on and so forth. And the key is you have to you have a, a timer where you have to pull as many cards as and define as many things as you can from that category. So if we were doing people, I'd be pulling cards looking for the people sign and just keep defining people to my to my partner to see how many they could get. And then you move ahead the number of spaces that you of words that you have defined within a 45 second or whatever it is. So pretty much that's the game. Here, let's 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 well, I, think, I think we should have a first yeah. clip, which is like the kick-ass team that probably that you know won hands down. So let's have a listen to the masters play this game. To me, Harbour, no, yes, and the second part of that is the Prince, not Harry, but William. Yeah, so together, Prince William, no, Paul William. Thank you. <laughs> okay, uh, part of uh, part of um, the United States was hit by the hurricane and that Trump threw the uh, paper towels. Oh yeah, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, emblematic place in Paris. What one? The first, the landmark of Paris. Yes, just over here. Um, uh, not Antarctica. They want at the top of the Arctic. Yeah, right. And the, the central point of that, the little North Pole. Yes. Um, oh dear, okay, uh, where the European Parliament is. Strasbourg. Oh, sorry. The Hague. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm wrong. Where, where Europe is, like, the capital of Belgium. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Brussels. So, Lizzie, you, you were particularly good at that game, and I thought we—I think our, our years of talking to each other on a podcast actually helped there. What I found, what was interesting, of course, like any uh, games, you think you forget like the culture of a game. So, obviously, Articulate in this case is a British game at heart. So, yeah. um, it was interesting, uh, as we shall see. Let's see in this clip where when a non-Brit is also playing the game. So here are, uh, here's Graham and Tarana, uh, who are both based in Mexico, uh, taking their turn. These are made of animals. Clothes. Yeah, the sort of clothes that are not... Jackets, uh, fur coats. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> I'm not sure the coat, but what you said. Okay. 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 Water comes out of the top. Uh, this is a small thing that has information. You can implant it in people in science fiction. Well, small one. Yeah, um, very small chip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Microchip. Yes. <laughs> Another game that uh, was a lot of fun, um, and I think this was one of the games that I saw immediately. I was trying to think of how it could be used in ELT because it seemed to be so perfect, especially for business English, was a game called Fun Employed. Now, um, I had never played this before. No, I never played that, that was a yeah. game of our first time playing, wasn't it? Yeah, and now Fun Employed, and you could easily see how you could make a version of this. Fun Employed, uh, basically the players get a series of random characteristics yeah, that you draw from cards. So you may draw a card and it'll say right-handed and you draw another card and it'll say um, tall. And another card may say something like uh, loves, um, has a toy train collection or something well, like that. You've got a card that's a trench coat, I believe. Which you, yeah, it's you, a yeah. trench coat, which was very strange. And basically you have these cards which have characteristics and then the person at the head of the table is the person offering a job. They draw a job card and they show it to everyone. And then you have to 
organize your characteristics to try to build a resume and explain how these things would make you most suitable for the job. So you have a, all these kind of unrelated things and you have to, so we were applying for the job, let's say of barista or of um, <laughs> pri uh, private, private security guard. Uh, just on and the note I, of barista, Lindsay, I believe you were auditioning as a topless trench coat wearing barista. Exactly. So you have all these kind of like weird things and then you you role play an interview, um, which ends up in a lot of hilarity. Let's take a listen. Ah, uh, yeah. So as we listen, we should point out that Daniel, who's speaking here, is applying to be a mailman. Okay, I've got a lot of experience. Um, I've worked in Dover and Dover. And uh, when I was in Comover, I worked for, well, you've heard of DHL, you've heard of FedEx. This, I worked for s &M. um, and in my years as a mailman, I, I developed the skill of being able to post two to two houses at the same time, because I'm ambidextrous. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I just like the way he got all those cards together. They're, they're such yeah. random cards that try to. <laughs> what I, know, what I enjoyed was the the um, the element of kind of uh, of the storytelling. You know, just trying to create a story essentially around, around the cards. Uh, yeah, the... and I, and and a lot of the cards, of course, had kind of naughty things on it yeah, because yeah. it's like a it's a it's an adult uh, card game. You know, a bit in the vein of Cards Against Humanity or something like that. But I could easily see how you could adapt this with the less naughty things um, for ELT, sort of like making for for advanced level business learners doing uh, this kind of. Uh, fake interview with random characteristics. I, 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 well, I'm going to go a bit further than just uh, but the business. I think there's a lot of things. You know, you could use the cards would be great for exam practice for immediately having to speak about topics. And also, yeah. I like the fact that um, what struck me was good. It was, it's good for you know impromptu presentations because <laughs> I yeah. do a lot of presentation <laughs> skills training, so they would be good in that way. I I really enjoyed Fun Employed because of the games we've chosen, there was only two, maybe one or two that I hadn't played before, and that was one of them. And I it was it was. It was uh, fun, um, and I did get uh, I did get a job at the end of the day, so I can't really complain. Right, um, I've got some clips uh, from I've got a few clips from the next game, so I'll preface the uh, the game because I don't know if you played this, did you? The the weird no, game. I no. heard you all hooting with laughter about this. It yeah, I must admit, I mean, it was hilarious as a, it was a hilarious game uh, because I think of the two the two teams that were playing. But I don't think I'd rush out and buy the game. Uh, okay. So the game was uh, Weird Things Humans Search For, which I think okay. tells tells you everything you need to know. Uh, and uh, basically, it's one of those list games. So in this case, it was based on internet searches. So you'd have... Uh, on Google, right? Like, which is the most I'm common not, way yeah, to... I'm not, I'm not sure if it was whole Google, all Google, which is uh, with it. But anyway, so it's British searching. And you were, you were given the beginning of a sentence, you know, as you would type into Google, where Google autofill... Like the, fill, like fill the autocomplete, like, yeah, you yeah, know... Yeah. Um, or, okay. or you get a question, like, why does Winnie the Pooh... Dot, 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 dot. So listen to, let's listen to that clip. So why does Winnie the Pooh... Doesn't wear pants. Trousers. <laughs> yeah, why does Pop Winnie the Pooh not wear pants, but it's not the top answer. Okay, two points. Yeah, two points. The other one was like, uh, honey. like honey. He's there for two points. Okay. Uh, like love honey. The number one, though, why does why does Winnie the Pooh have Mr. Sanders on his house? What? Uh, I have no idea. I, I don't know. Mr. Winnie the Pooh's from Sussex, like me. Yeah, but he has a Oh, Are you ready? If you want them all, why does Winnie the Pooh have Mrs. Sanders' house? Why does Winnie the Pooh wear a crop top? Why does Winnie the Pooh like Tony? Why does Winnie the Pooh say, oh bother, not wear pants, make me sad? 
have an eating disorder, have poo in his name, spell honey, honey, and love Christopher Robin. Okay. So I'm not sure if you worked it out from that. So basically, two things. So you, I give them the beginning sentence, and I'm holding a card that has, yep. that, that has ten things in the list, yeah? And if you match the thing that is top of the list, you get four points. Uh, and if you match something else that's on the list, you get two points. So you're allowed to make two guesses. The, the thing you think is top of the list, and yep. then uh, an extra guess. And it's played over five rounds and the team with the most points get it. So um, as with uh, Fun Employed, if you're going to play this with students, you would need to rate some of the topics. We're going to let them go. Be, a, be warned that one of the topics uh, you're about to hear is um, how do I shave my... And you're already uh -oh. filling in the explicit uh -oh. ending of that one, was it? Trigger and, warning, trigger warning. And we've had to, we've had to censor some of these clips because... Uh, one of the team players would always go for a fairly crude answer. Anyway, here's a few clips of the teams playing each other on that. And how do I shave my face? Face gets you two points. That gets you four points. Back. Back, two points. Two points. So in order of answers, balls, bum, pubes, back, bikini area, head, dog, face, legs, beard. So that was uh, the result of our first ever Tuffle Commute event, um, which was a board games night. Lots of people who were there said they would love to do it again. Um, we would love to do it again. So we'll see about uh, the possibility of doing this at another IATEFL or another conference where we all might meet up. Um, if you are, uh, if you have any stories yourself of playing any of these board games or other board games that you think would be good for English teachers, please drop us a line. You can find us at tefelcommute.com. Uh, where else can they find us, Sean? All the uh, places. They'll find us on the Facebook page. If you want to, if you if you want to catch up on previous episodes, uh, you'll find them all stored on Podomatic, on Spotify, those kind of sites. And just going back to games, like if anybody living in Manchester knows of a good game cafe, tell us. <laughs> yeah, because we want to try booking it early. Um, finally, we when, when when we set this up and we put the games out, we had been in touch with the cafe, so we knew what games they had, and we did a curated list of those for the people coming there. We're going to put this list, which was our games menu for English teachers, up on the website at teflcommute.com with this episode in the show notes, so you can see yourself what, what games we were playing and what we said about them. And I think that's it. Sean? Yeah, I think I need to go back to bed. I'm still recovering. Yeah, me too. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next time. You've been listening to The Tevil Commute, an original podcast produced and presented by Lindsay Clanfield, Sean Wilden and James Taylor. Don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your podcast player of choice and by visiting us at tevilcommute.com. Listener, this is producer James here with a quick bonus to this episode. 
As uh, Sean mentioned, uh, Lindsay was the plenary speaker on the Friday morning of this year's IATEPL conference. So I thought it might be nice for you to hear Sean introduce Lindsay at the conference. So here you go, this is Sean introducing Lindsay at IATEPL 2019. This morning's plenary speaker. Uh, and it is a pleasure to do so, as I think we all say, because we tend to get to introduce our friends. Uh, Lindsay's been my friend for a number of years, and actually it's a friendship that is born out of IATEPL. Five years ago, he was in GISIG and I was in LTSIG, and he approached me uh, and said, shall we do a podcast? And we created this series called EdTech Concerns, um, which fittingly is perhaps the topic as well of today's plenary. So five years ago, we made these podcasts for IATEFL and we looked at lots of different aspects of technology use and perhaps the untalked parts of technology. By the end of that series, we kind of got a podcasting bug. And so since then, we meet pretty much every week to record a podcast called The TEFL Commute, which is aimed at looking at a lighter side of teaching. If you don't know Lindsay outside of podcasting, he's written many course books, uh, straightforward, global come to mind, uh, and he's got a new course book coming out uh, shortly uh, with Helbling, which is called Studio, if I, I remember rightly. He's won lots of awards for teaching. He's written methodology books. And of course, this is a talk about technology, so I asked him about technology. I know quite a bit about him with technology, but he would describe himself as an occasional blogger, reluctant Facebook user, and for some reason, he also added he's been wearing a Fitbit for over a year. <laughs> what you may not know about Lindsay is, is, apart from being a tech geek, he's a board game geek. In fact, he's just said to me, as we came up the stage, I'm more nervous now than I was trying to win the last lap of the Bahrain Grand Prix on my app. His love of gaming does spill over into ELT, though. And um, if you'd like the combination of two, then perhaps check out things he's written, like the English for the zombie invasion, and The Island, a very mysterious PowerPoint game that he once came up with. But to close his introduction, I'll go back to our podcast, The Temple Commute. When we start each episode, Lindsay says, this is a podcast for language teachers that's not about language teaching, but the topic might come up. So in that spirit, Please welcome to the stage Lindsay Clanfield to give a technology talk that is not about technology, but the topic might come up. Lindsay.